Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Hey now, family, we are doing a new thing. That's right, we are doing a new thing. And you know what? I feel like Oprah today. You get a new thing, you get a new thing, you get a new thing, we get a new thing. Gone are the things of the past, and it is time for you to focus forward on what is new. So if your money is funny, if your change is strange, if your kids are crazy, if your significant other is lazy, it does not matter what you've been through because guess what? I have been there and I have done that. When they asked me to do this show, The Millionaire's Roundtable, I'm thinking, The Millionaire's Roundtable, do they know what I have been through? Do they know what struggles I've had? Do they understand my financial background? You see, I was born and raised in Chicago. My grandmother was 75 years old, cleaning homes for wealthy people, putting me through college. And she taught me everything that big mamas teach their children. She said, go to school, get a good education, get a good job, go to church on Sunday, wear clean underwear in case you get hit by a bus. (laughs) You know, that's what all the big mamas teach their children. They tell you to clean your elbows. And I'm like, nobody's even looking at your elbows. You know, all of those things. And I did not know anything about money. My grandmother cleaned homes for a living. And all I knew was if I needed some money, I never felt uh, like I was poor, but I knew I was not rich. Okay. So I I, I got that. I never uh, was in a situation where I was hungry or I didn't know where Uh, you know, a meal or some necessity was going to come from. If I needed money for something, I'd simply say, grandma, I need some money for a field trip. She'd tell me to look in the room on top of the shelf, behind the box, inside my pocketbook, inside a zipper, wrapped up in a piece of paper towel is $20. So I decided, okay, wait a minute. I had to go to all these places to get the money. So of course I was motivated. She taught me to go to school. I went on to Northwestern University and there, uh, my first week of school, I went to the credit card room. You all know what I'm talking about, the credit card room. They were about 50 different credit card people. And while many of my classmates were going around to select one credit card, I decided to get one of each. <laughs> oh boy, that did not go well. Let me tell you something. I've always had the gift of gap. So when the creditors would call and say, well, Lynn, can you borrow the money? I'd say, can I borrow it from you? I had all kind of funny answers. But when I got out in the real world, it wasn't so funny. My credit was jacked up. My furniture had to come from Renner Center. Um, I knew at that time that this uh, myth or, or in my head, this vision of being a strong black educated woman, I knew it was compromised at the tender young age in my early 20s. And so fast forward, I get married. I have a husband, three children, big old house in the suburbs, biggest house in the subdivision. That was a mistake. I'll tell you about that later. And here I am helping people all over the world get uh, their finances in order, get approved for mortgages. I helped a lady with four bankruptcies and two foreclosures overcome her credit issues. She got into a house with a low interest rate, low down payment and um, in the home buyers club. And um, from there, I went on to write books and so on and so forth. And I was making lots of money. But you see, I was living a lie. As we move forward, we have to unveil the lies because you cannot fix what you will not face. And the lie that I was living is I was living check to Monday. 
Do you understand what that is? You see, check to check is a blessing. That means you get paid on Friday and by the next payday, you're broke. But check to Monday is an entirely different game. You get paid on Friday. You kick it on the weekend. You pay on your past due bills. okay? (laughs) because in your mind, your current bills are not due yet. Has a creditor ever called you for a bill that's coming up and you looking at the phone like, are they crazy? I haven't even paid the past two bills that the past due. And so that's the lifestyle I was living. And I was making 50, 60, 70, 80, $90,000 a month, not a year. So let me help you understand this. This is why this is a new thing, because more money doesn't solve a money problem. If it did, millionaires wouldn't go bankrupt. If more money could solve a money problem, you'd never have a bankrupt millionaire. You'd never have a bankrupt billionaire. So what do we do about it going forward? How do we take the new thing? The Bible says, behold, I am about to do a new thing in Isaiah 43 and 19. And it is my belief that as black and brown people, as people of color, and particularly in the African-American community, we do not lack wealth because we don't have the intellect. African-American women get more degrees than any group of people on the planet. Yet, we still do not have the wealth of other cultures. We are not in a less than wealthy or less than ideal situation with our wealth because we don't get access to the resources. Now, come on now, we've got to tell the truth. Have you ever gotten a raise on your job? Okay, now I don't see you right now, but you can raise your hand. Now, when you got that raise, did you go and raise your expenses? You see, if you get a raise on your job and raise your expenses, then you have more bills, you have less freedom, and now you have more uh, responsibility. We do not lack wealth because we don't have the ability to do so. It's not because we're not able. Now, yes, there have been... Uh, laws in place and redlining and all kinds of discrimination. But here is the truth. The truth is, even back in the early days of history, African-Americans were able to manifest wealth. And it is a new season right now. I don't care what time of the year it is. I don't care what year it is. Every single day gives us an opportunity to do something new. So what is that new thing? We're going to learn the rules of the game and then play the game by the rules. This money thing is a game. And I remember as I began to get myself out of the hole that I was in and I was down under the ground, broke down, crying, all that stuff, embarrassed, embarrassed because I had pretended like I had so much money and didn't really have any. And I was spending it all and helping people get out of jail and buying houses like I was doing it all. But let me tell you something. You cannot give from an empty cup. Your cup must be overflowing. And even then, we have to learn the difference between giving and enabling. We don't want to enable situations. And a lot of times we're in situations because we enable our own selves and the people we love to live in less than the ideal wealthy situation. So what must we do about it? We must spend less money. You must get more money. And then you must get your money back. We're going to talk about it. The harvest is here. The time is now. This is your season. And the reason is because you deserve it. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay, I said you must learn the rules of the game and then play the game by the rules. What does that mean? There are many people who have different philosophies about how you should approach Uh, becoming financially free. 
there are baby steps. There are stair steps. There are, uh, you know, financial fitness programs. Um, and it really doesn't matter which one you follow. Here are the basics. The very first thing you must do if you want a new thing in your finances, if you want a new thing in your family, if you want a new thing in your energy, you see, we should be sick and tired of letting money control how we feel, letting money control uh, how we view others and letting money dictate whether or not we do a job, take a job, do something we love, do something we hate. We actually have more control over money than we recognize. But like any game, if you don't know the rules, now you might cheat, but you're not going to get far with that. Okay. <laughs> you can fool all of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool everybody all the time. It is not going to work. We must learn the rules of the game. So number one, spend less money. You see, if I had stayed in the house that my husband and I bought when we were broke. Now, when we bought this house, let me tell you, we scraped every dime we had. We went to the closing. They gave us some money back. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Now I can eat dinner because let me tell you, we scraped every single penny we had in the bank. That was our first house. But when I got that house, I was so happy with it. Well, guess what happened when I blew up and started making more money? I went and bought a house four times the amount of that house. My first house was under 90,000 or about $90,000. My second house was well over $300,000. So if you spend less money, it certainly doesn't mean that you never treat yourself to anything, but we must spend less money than we make. How do you do that? Well, first I say live by the 10, 10, 30, 50. The first 10% of every dollar you get, you tithe. Now, I know people have an issue with the word. Uh, Y'all talking about the preacher and what they did and what they didn't do. I don't care about any of that. I am a pastor. As a matter of fact, I'm the pastor of stewardship at California Worship Center, where uh, Warren Campbell is our senior pastor and Erica Campbell is our first lady. I'm not talking about your pastor. I'm talking about you and your relationship with your money. You see, if you write down an H and an S and Ian Levanzant shared this with me many years ago, write down an, a, a dollar sign. If you look at a dollar sign on your sheet of paper, if you have something to write with right now, as a matter of fact, I recommend that you get pen and paper. If you write down an S with two lines, you will see an H and an S and it stands for Holy Spirit. And until your money lines up, with the proper energy, it is my belief that it will be uh, flowing and going. It'll be moving and choosing and you won't be able to find it. OK, so this is how I know this works. And I'm not talking about what your religion is. All right, because whatever you believe in, that's fine. But I know that there are people who are not Christian who live by the virtue of giving. I call it tithing. And guess what? It's a universal principle. So when I started tithing, let me tell you, I was broke as all get out. I had a corporate job. Um, I was the golden girl on the team. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars. But when I got my check, uh, my uh, check stopped way up there and my bills kept going all the way down the sheet of the paper. So I started tithing when I was broke because this is what I realized. I was broke whether I tithed or not. It wasn't like if I kept the tithing money, I was straight. I was broke either way. So I started tithing. So at least I could have God on my broke side when I prayed. Now you can go on and say amen for that one, okay? So then people say, well, is it 10% off your gross or your net? Let me tell you, I did uh, what was good for me. 
All right. And I called God to the boardroom and I said, now look at here. OK, just look at here. Uh, I'm going to give you 10 percent of what I got. You will have to get the rest from FICA them because I didn't get that part. <laughs> Let me tell you, God has grace for babies and fools. And I was a baby fool when I was broke. You see, I was on food stamps in this century. I'm talking about and I ain't talking about in the 90s. I'm talking about in the 2000s. I went through a period where I was on food stamps. So I had to put down all my beliefs, all of my intellect, my degrees. My degree is in uh, finance and ec economics and business. And here I was not able to apply any of it. So the first 10 percent you tithe, the next 10 percent you save. Now, grandma and them told us to just save for a rainy day. But I'm saying save for a come up. You see, when the stock market crashed in 2008, when the stock market crashed at the beginning of the pandemic, folks who had a little bit of money put to the side for a come up were able to buy stock for pennies on the dollar and then sell it for a huge come up. Now, in 2008, I didn't have any money. My sorority sister bought stock, I think 20 cents a share or something like that, sold it at $20. She made a whole lot of money. I had enough stock to buy a Happy Meal, okay? And, and, and I ate it, all right? So I didn't come up any kind of way. But in this particular cycle, yes, I was able to buy uh, uh, and make some investments and earn 83% return. So it's not just for a rainy day, but you want to be able to save for a come up. The next 30% is cash, separate from your bills. Now, this is going to be on a debit card, okay? So you can put on a separate debit card because with all uh, that is going on from a health perspective, it's not even safe or even healthy to just carry a money, bunch of money around in your, in your pocket. But you're gonna put this money on a separate debit card and it's going to prevent you from having a spending addiction. This 30% is for groceries, gas, hair, nails, all of those things. If it doesn't fit, get rid of it. OK, and it's going to help you avoid a spending addiction. A spending addiction is what you have when you go to the grocery store for toothpaste and you walk out with one hundred and seventy nine dollars and forty seven cents worth of stuff you don't need. Talking about it was on sale. That was not on sale for you. Boo, that wasn't on sale for you. Right. Listen, when you are trying to do a new thing and your money is not adding up, let me tell you something. If it ain't free, it ain't on sale for you. I have done that. I've gone, oh, these shoes are 20% off, so I buy eight pair. Now you've spent more money, so it's no longer a sale. You are in debt and you have freedom. So this 30% is to keep you in check so you know exactly how much you have to spend. Now, it's also for all of your incidentals, okay? So we uh, oftentimes get in a position where when we get the opportunity to have something, I'm talking about as a culture, we have been trained to show the world we got it. And we show, show them with furniture and jewelry and clothing. And those things decrease in value where we want to buy things that increase in value. So I say to the ladies, and everybody, we will not buy deals at the stake. Items that you buy that aren't even worth the ashes you could burn them to, like $5,000 rims on a $500 car. Come on now, right? $75 shoes for feet with corns on them. Get some flip-flops. And ladies, from this day forward, we will live by the universal purse test, which says this. If the purse costs more than the amount of money you can keep in it on a regular basis, leave it on the rack. Leave it on the rack. OK, 
No matter what has happened, a pandemic, 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, no matter what happens, the purse companies do not go out of business. They never have. All right. So we want to take this money and we want to do the right thing with it. That means we can't spend more than we have. A young lady came up to me at a conference. She said, Lynn, I got it. She said, but this 30%, that's just enough for my hair. I said, okay, well, spend the money on your hair. And when you die from starvation, because you can't eat, we're going to look at your casket and say, she, her hair, show Liz shop. Okay. I know I'm talking a little off right now, but the point is we've got to get it. This is about basic mathematics. One plus one equals two. If your stuff adds up to 10, it'll never get into two. So the first 10% you tithe, next 10% you save, 30% is cash in your pocket. We're going to talk about the rest. Let's walk in your blessing. So you got to spend less money, get more money and get your money back. We're still on spending less money. We're on number one. We're learning the rules of the game so we can play the game by the rules. Okay. The first 10% you tie, the next 10% you save, the next 30% is cash on a separate debit card for your incidentals like groceries, gas, hair, nails, all of it, your phone, your girlfriend, the club, and all of that stuff. And you cannot spend more money than you have available. It's just as simple as that. And what happens is we get credit cards and so we're able to spend more and so on and so forth. And then we find ourselves upside down and we are talking about a new thing. Gone is the broke of the past. As a matter of fact, we are leaving broke behind. You should call 10 of your friends and say, let me tell you something. I need you to go listen to this girl right now at askland.org. Go to askland.org and you can uh, listen live from anywhere uh, in the world, as a matter of fact, you can listen live from anywhere. You can download the app um, and you can just simply click either way. Uh, you need to all we all need to leave broke behind. I know I left it behind a long time ago. We are looking at a new thing. So after the 30 percent, you've got 50 percent remaining in your checking account for your bills. OK, so here's the deal. You either have more than enough money. Or you don't have enough money. Let's deal with more than enough money because that's happened to many of us, right? We get a raise and then we go spend more money than we have available. You get a raise and, and then you go buy all the things that you wish you had when you didn't have it or when your ex-boyfriend wouldn't get it for you or your mama did, whatever it is. We've got all kind of things that we do. The other thing that we do is we get a tax refund. We get a stimulus check. We get a bonus and then we go pay all of our bills and then you broke the next month. No, when you have more than enough money, it is game time, game time. So you've paid your bills. The next thing you want to do is eliminate your debt. Why? Because debt is the middleman between you and your future. Debt is the middleman between you and your wealth. Debt is the middleman between you and opportunity. Why? Because of the interest that you're paying to someone else to make them wealthy. If you did not have debt, then you could now take that money and make it work for you. Money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. I need you to understand. I am a witness. Now, if I could say it, if I can do it, anybody can. Money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. But you've got to understand the game and you've got to respect the game. You can't win the game if you don't respect the game. And money says, if you understand me, 
if you do what I say, if you honor and respect that I should not be expanded beyond my capacity, then I will go and work for you harder than you can ever work for me because of this simple concept called compound interest. We're going to talk about that at another time. But when money starts working for you, do you understand how these billionaires pass on wealth for generations and generations? They may have $10 million sitting somewhere and that $10 million earns 10% interest. It earns a million dollars. So they live off of $500,000. The other $500,000 stays in the pot. Now they have $10,500,000 and now that money earns interest and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Can you imagine that for yourself? I certainly can. That's what we are creating right here. And it starts with $1 at a time. The one that you have right now or the one that you're missing. So if you've got more than enough money, you want to first pay off your debt. Yeah, you can put something aside for your business. You can put something aside for that vacation you want to take. Although I don't believe in vacations. I believe in business trips because now it's a tax write-off. I'll tell you about that later when we talk about getting your money back. But now you have control over the game because when you are debt free, now you get to take all of that money and make it grow and work for you. Now, if you don't have enough money, then you must subtract. Subtract what you might ask. Subtract whoever or whatever is in the way of your new thing. Now, if it's the car that's too expensive, when I was uh, in bankruptcy the second time, because I filed twice, I did a chapter 13, paid it off, um, and I did a chapter 17 and got rid of everything. They said, well, do you want to keep your car? My beautiful uh, uh, cream uh, Lexus with the champagne. Let me tell you, that joker was bad, but I said no, because I wasn't going to pick my debt. If I'm going to be free, let me be free. And I, I drove my little raggedy, broke down uh, BMW. Do not be impressed. I, I had to roll down the window with my own hand. No electric anything. It was hot, sweaty in Chicago. It was terrible. I would have passed out here in California. But the point is, I started over. I started eliminating things. So you may have to eliminate that car. You may have to eliminate that child going to private school. You may have to eliminate some of those uh, piano lessons. You may have to eliminate some things. You may have to el even eliminate a college tuition because in my household, school is free. If you get A's, you go to school for free. If you get C's, you go into the free school. My kids say, well, what's the free school? The community college. You can work there and work uh, part-time or full-time uh, at, the, at the McDonald's or whatever it is, and you can pay your own way. But the point is, you cannot sacrifice your future trying to make money do more than it was created to do, right? So you might have to subtract where you live. You might have to go move in with grandma, big mama, grandma B, somebody, your sister, your cousin, uncle, brother, whomever. But do not spend more money than you have available. So learn the rules of the game. You must spend less money. The first 10% you tie, the next 10% you save, the next 30% is cash in your pocket. The remaining 50% stays in your checking account for your bills. That 30% can also be on a separate debit card, separate from your bills, okay? We can do this thing. I know you can. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of the opportunity. The harvest is here and the time is now to walk in your blessing. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay, 
We're learning the rules of the game so we can play the game by the rules so we can create millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that is literally how it works. One dollar at a time. You see, whatever you do with one dollar is what you will do with 10 of them. Whatever you do with 10 is what you will do with a thousand. Whatever you do with a thousand is what you will do with a hundred thousand. And whatever you do with a hundred thousand is what you will do with a million. So every single dollar is related to every other dollar. And the million dollar says, how did you treat the one dollar? The billion dollar says, how did you treat the hundred thousand? So it's how we treat each and every single dollar that we have. So we're talking about spending less money. That's the one we really got to get because the truth is, had I allowed my salary to keep increasing and maintain the same expenses until I had enough interest being earned off the money that I was making, I could have earned enough interest to pay for a new house. I could have earned enough interest to buy a car. I wouldn't have had to work for it. My money would have kept growing and the interest that I was paying everybody else would have bought the things that I wanted. Okay. So we're spending less money. The next thing you have to do, number two is get more money, right? Because some people are saying, well, Lynn, I'm, I'm, I'm under everything. Okay. I have, if I spend anything less, I will just disappear. So I know that there are a lot of folks out there who are budgeting. And, and when it comes to using this 10, 10, 30, 50, See, here's the deal. You also want to track every penny. I dare you to go back and look at every single penny you spent last week, last month, last year. All right. You see, some say money talks, but I say money walks away from you quietly and you don't know where it went. (laughs) It would be nice if a dollar said, I'm about to roll bounce up out of here. And when you come find me, I will not be here. It will be nice if money did talk, but it does not. It walks away quietly. And here's the other thing. We keep saying it's just, it's just $10. It's just $20. It's just $30. Well, if you go add up all your, it's just, that's where your wealth is, right? So we're learning the rules of the game. We're tracking it and we're going to spend less money than we have, but now you got to get more money. Multiple streams of income is the name of the game. Why? Because one stream of income is hazardous to your wealth. There used to be safe jobs. Nothing is safe anymore. You need multiple streams of income. So if something goes down in one area, you've still got income over here. If something isn't performing well here, if that industry, you know, goes, uh, tanks goes upside down, you still got money coming over here. I recommend at least nine streams. I think right now I'm working on 21 streams of income, but I say nine. And let me tell you something. You could do it. The virtuous woman of Proverbs had nine streams of income. I'll talk about that later on another day, but I recommend nine streams of income. I recommend income from whatever you can get that is legal, moral, and ethical. So whatever jobs, when I was young, you know. Now, I I do not recommend that you just go do everything and be crazy with it. In my book, The Symphony, A Guide to Creating and Balancing Multiple Streams of Income, I help entrepreneurial people like myself understand how to have many different things, but to also have balance and harmony. You see, if you came to my house in my 20s 
On a Saturday, child, please, let me tell you, I could uh, help you write your resume and get the job. I was excellent at writing good resumes and and, uh, letters that would actually get you in the door. I could teach you what to say. I could teach you how to get your life insurance. I could write that policy. Uh, I could get your mortgage. Um, I could do your hair, your nails, too. They might be lumpy, but, you know, oh, well. It was like, my name is Lenny, and I got plenty. Child, it was something else, okay? Um, That's not what I'm talking about, Right? So in a musical symphony, there are many different instruments. And when each one plays at the right time, they make one beautiful sound. Uh, in your business, you have increments. Increments are businesses that make money. And when you add each one at the right time, they will create harmony and wealth. All right. So you need multiple streams of income. You have to learn how to do that. You need passive income streams. You need money coming in that you don't have to work for making money while you sleep. As a matter of fact, if you go to makemoneywithlynn.com, you'll see one of my programs there. But the point is multiple streams of income. But the big deal here is you have to learn how to get your money back. You must learn how to get money back. I said money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. But when you have a home-based business, when you have a home-based business, you also can get back the dollars that you spent. Money will work harder for you. Now let's do it. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. So what do I mean when I say get your money back? I literally mean you get the money back. You spend the money and you get it back. As a matter of fact, in my strategy, I always ask myself, if I spend this dollar, can I get it back? Well, let me tell you what I mean. If you went to the grocery store and you purchased uh, $200 worth of groceries and you ate all the food and you enjoyed it all and you used your soap and your toothpaste and you did all that, what would happen? What would you do if the grocery store manager called you two weeks later and said, come back and get your money? Keep your food, keep your uh, you know, household goods, but come back and get your money. I'm gonna tell you what you would do. You would stop, drop and roll. I'm in this broadcast right now and go get mine. Well, that's what the IRS says. The IRS says when you have a home-based business, so remember I said, spend less money. Number two, I said, get more money. In the getting more money, one thing that everybody must have is a home-based business, okay? That's one of the streams of income, if not more. So when you have a home-based business, the IRS says, when you use your cell phone for business, you get your money back. When you drive your car for business, you get your money back. When you go out and have a meal and discuss business, you get your money back. The IRS says that over 400 times, well over 400 times. So now let's think about all the times you go out to eat. Let's think about all the times you, you, your, the money you spend on your cell phone. Let's think about even in your home-based business, if you have a home office, now you get to write off a portion of your rent or your mortgage. You get to write off a portion of your car note, your car lease. You get to write off a portion. This is a lot of money to leave on the table. Now, when I first learned how to get my money back, uh, my coach, my tax coach used to be an IRS tax attorney. Uh, And he trains people like us every single day, home-based business owners. He teaches us how to understand the IRS tax code and how to 
uh, document things properly and learn the rules of the game and play the game by the rules. What about your kids? My grandmother had 17 brothers and sisters. She fed everybody. She even helped some of them come into this world. She was responsible for everybody. I'm going to tell you right now, if I had 17 kids, everybody wouldn't eat every day. I'd have a Monday, Wednesday group, and I'd have a Tuesday, Thursday group. And on your day off, you'd have to fast, pray, or steal. I don't know what to tell you, but I wouldn't be able to feed 17 people every day, okay? No matter how much money you have. But here's the deal. If you hire your children to work in your home-based business, your home-based business, not your corporation, not the business uh, that's at the office, your home-based business, the IRS says you can pay each child up to $12,500 a year. That money is a tax write-off to you completely, all right, in your home-based business. And the money that you pay them, it's tax-free to your child working in your home-based business. And guess what? Now they can go pay for all the things you were going to pay for anyway, like school clothes and school supplies and ballet classes and football and all that stuff you were going to buy and a new iPad and iPhone and all that stuff. Now it's a tax write-off to you and it's tax-free to them. This is what I mean. The wealthy have been mastering the rules of the game for centuries. And whenever I go and talk about this to my people, nobody knows anything. When I go talk to other groups, everybody knows everything. So now is the time. This is the season. The IRS says you can get your money back, but you must learn how to live your life like a business. Live your life like a business. I always ask myself, if I spend this money, can I get it back? If the answer is no, then usually I do not spend it. Okay, we're going to talk about it some more. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So what is the action of the hour? Because knowledge is not power until it is put into action. Here to help us figure this whole thing out because it is a new thing. We are in a new thing. It is always a new opportunity to do something new. Uh, here to help us talk through this uh, is um, someone you know very well. She is a legend. She is an icon, but she is also my business partner and my sister. Uh, none other than MC Light. Welcome to the round table, MC Light. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lynn Richardson. This is a new thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a new thing. I'm I'm excited because, you know, I just think after everything that we have gone through uh, with, uh, you know, the onset of the pandemic, I remember how I felt when I heard we had to quarantine. It felt like some kind of a movie or something. Uh, making it through that year, uh, of course, we suffered loss. Uh, the insurrection, the election, like so many things are just out of control. And now we are, um, you know, constantly in some state of whether it's inflation, the war. I think every single day is an opportunity to do a new thing. And so when it comes to money, you know my story. Um, we've been on the road together for over a decade now. Um, how do you uh, what would you advise that people can do? to take action because it's one thing to hear something good. I always say you go to church and the uh, preacher preaches and I, and they, you talking about you fell out on the floor, you ran around the church, you got hot, you laid out, but what did you do when you left? MC light, help us take action. Absolutely. I think the first thing that I would do is to prepare a budget because so many people feel as though their money is below or above the necessity of a budget. And I think that's the wrong perspective to take. Everything that you have 
should be cared for and you should be mindful over it. So whether you feel it's a little or whether you feel like you make it so much you don't need a budget, surprise, surprise, everybody needs a budget to hold themselves accountable and those who are helping spend their money. You know, like if you have dependents, everybody should be on a budget. Know what it is that you're spending. I would say don't let fear steer you away from knowing the truth. You know, some people like to bury their heads in the sand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Doc. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. I thought you would stop there. Yeah. Some people like to bury their heads in the sand and not, you know, worry about it. Matter of fact, I know someone really uh, close to me who makes a lot of money, but never wants to discuss it with her accountants or never wants to discuss it with her business manager. It's like, listen, pay what's due because she feels like to get bogged down in the numbers takes her away from her creativity. But the truth is, you need to know. You shouldn't be the last to know that they're coming to confiscate all of your stuff. Wow. No, uh, let me tell you, I thought budgets were for poor people. But the truth is, people have millions of dollars who have millions, billions, corporations. They budget everything. They look at every line item because the budget does not keep you in bondage. The budget actually frees you up to make sure that the things you want to do, you actually have the money to make those things happen. Like, you know, I know that you're going to be here regularly. Uh, This is a new thing. It is a new season. It is a new you. Um, So thank you so much. And you know what? We'll have some more to talk about. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So what's the word of the day? Behold, I am about to do a new thing. Isaiah 43 and 19. You know, that uh, word gives me uh, it, it just gives me a feeling of excitement. Um, it gives me a feeling of hope and it gives me the ability to just move and act on faith. But let me tell you something. While you are on this journey, you are going to run into haters, naysayers, blockers, and crab barrel leg pullers. Let me tell you, they're going to try to stop you. They're going to say nobody can hire their kids. Yes, you can. It's an IRS publication, 15, page 13. Oh, you can't do this, all of this. Mm-mm. Keep moving. But the number one thing you need to embrace the new is to let go of worry. You see, Philippians 4 and 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So ask for what it is that you want. Ask to be released from poverty. Pray over your finances. Have a vision for yourself. Create a vision for yourself. If someone else has done it, That means you can do it too. And you can even do the things that have not been done yet. Because guess what? Every single thing that exists didn't exist before it got here. Whatever you're listening to right now, before it existed, it did not exist. The building you're sitting in, the car you're driving, everything had to go from nothing in order to become something. So be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about your money. Don't be anxious about your bank account. Don't be anxious about that car. If they're coming to repossess the car, let them take it. You can't afford it. And then ask God to bless you with the car, the vehicle, or the resources that fit within where you are. Does it mean be content? Does it mean just settle? Absolutely not. But it does mean that you are to operate in peace where you are at so you can have power. Be anxious for nothing. 
but in all things. That's everything. That means your relationship, your life, your friends, your 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 job, your co-workers, your money, your bank account, all of it with thanksgiving. So you got to thank the people. You know, we would grow up. We were supposed to be polite. You say thank you. Even if you didn't want something, you would even say no thank you. But with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. I am telling you to speak life over your wealth. Wealth stands for wisdom, expansion, assets, leadership, transformation, and health. Speak what you seek until you see what you say. Speak what you seek until you see what you say. And I bet you, as you go down this path, you will see progress just like I did.